0: previously on we okay. are more than the podcast my mom and I had a conversation and she said um so you can be anything and I said what if being anything meant that I could be everything Message. and then that became that mm-hmm. that psycho switch I think people like you <laughs> gotta have a little taste of crazy yeah I like, gotta have a little taste of mm-hmm. this can be uh if you go to a therapist they can document something like <laughs> <you>. say <laughs> a, on, some may write um that girl
1: got a chip on her yeah, shoulders what my
0: dad always yeah, says yeah like it's just it's we don't know what this something is like we can't diagnose it but it's something she off somewhere yeah which is good and I think that we all need that that kind of thing to be off and I'm not gonna hold you much longer I know you uh I know you live in your office right?
1: <laughs> this is home <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know that sexism exists in your world of manufacturing. Racism. How big is that? It's huge.
1: It's huge. Um, you know, when I was trying to think of the most important topics and a lot of the reason, you know, my brother's Ugandan right um you can't even mistake him for thinking he might be my kid although we get some looks because I'm just so pale and he's so not and I, right albino. That's yeah I know yeah and I remember oh the first time I had him over in my apartment my little neighbor across the street um across the doorway because I live in apartments um African-American little boy sweet as can be comes over to my place sees my brother and my brother's like hey like I knew they were gonna hit it off and then he says something about, well, what are you doing over here? He says, well, that's my sister. And the little boy said, that ain't your sister. And he says, yes, it is. <laughs> and cause you know, I'm the only family Joe's ever known. Right. All of us. And so he knows he's adopted. I mean, he knows we don't look alike, but we are family. Right. And so even at, at the time he was five, the little boy said, she's not your real sister. <gasps> she's so white. And you're so black and the kids like between our shades. right? Right. And so he's even differentiating that. And my brother said, yes, she is. She is my real sister. You got a problem with that? And this kid was older than him. So keep in mind, like he wanted to win him over, but then it was like he was so different. Defi- and the confidence that, and that comes from my dad. My right. dad has always told him, you belong to me. Nobody ever mess with you. You're Johnny Touche's kid, right? And so- it goes the whole way with the family. So he's not scared of Side all that. Note, your
0: yeah. dad's got the most gangster ass. Oh, nigga. I know.
1: And it's really Johnny. That's not a nickname, right, it's yeah. spelled out. And um, and listen, he is gangster. Like I laughed when he says like, I'm more comfortable around black people than white people. Well, you grew up in a black neighborhood, dad. You grew up as the only white <laughs> grocery store manager in New Orleans. Like um, my dad is so interested and I think because I grew up so differently than most people in the South that are as pale as me. Brad. I've been in rooms where people assume because I'm the same skin tone as them, I must feel the same as them or right. think the same. And so I really have made it a point to be that one that rattles the boardrooms when somebody has the nerve. And a lot of times a plant manager, a supervisor, mm-hmm. a HR person even, they know it's illegal, but they think, oh, we're in the good old boys club. Ain't no good old boys club here. I'm here and that was already hard enough. But then you'd hear him say, well, listen, we prefer not to have, you know, and they'll use a terminology like basketball players. What I was like, excuse me? Oh shit. So I've literally like, I'm here to tell you, I wish we had progressed so much more. I wish the world was different. I want that so badly for my family. I've got a nephew who's Ugandan and I've got a brother-in-law that's from Dubai, that's Indian who works in manufacturing, very, very amazing engineer. But I've seen the prejudice against him, not where he works, but in different places and just how long it took him to get the job he has. And then he has killed it and succeeded every step of the way. But I have nephews that I worry about. I have my brother, I have that. And I want, when I see people, I think it gives me that power of, I see an Indian person, I think of my brother-in-law. How would I want him to be treated? I see an older person, I think my grandparents, how would I want them to be treated? I see a little black boy and how would I want my brother to be treated? And so when someone says something in a boardroom, it's now personal. And so I make it a point to keep those pictures up because sometimes people like myself, right. a lot of black men, they come in with a chip on the shoulder. They've been told no a lot. They've been looked right. overlooked. And they'll be sitting there talking junk to me about it. And then they'll look and be like, oh, what? What? what is this about? You got all these families. Well, your family is not white. Right. <laughs> um, It gives me that ability to be in those rooms and blend in and listen and find out what people are really about and then shock them with a, well, that's illegal, I'm gonna report that crap and I'm not gonna work with you. You're terminated, canceling the contract. I don't wanna represent you because you wouldn't hire my brother-in-law, you wouldn't hire my brother, you wouldn't. And so uh, it's very prevalent Um, and I hear it from, the candidate side. I hear it from people like you that reach out that just want help in different industries. But I also witness it. I've seen it for people I've worked for. I've seen it in staffing agencies. And I'm like, you're gonna pass up on money. I tell you what 90% of who I hired in my first two years was all black men because I was working in nickel town. And that's what my customer base was. And so I remember one time a guy, he was mad at me. Now, I didn't want to hire him because he had a bad attitude. He was on his phone during the interview. And um he didn't have a good work history. And I gave him those reasons. It was a black guy. He goes up to the front, he makes a big loud noise. He's like, She's prejudiced. You know, don't right. know me from Adam, right? Right. She's prejudiced. She's this and that. Well, back in the day, at that particular office, they also had day labor. Now, these weren't guys that worked for me. These are the worst of the worst. They can't pass a background check. There's a reason they're working it right. They get right. paid day by day. They may not have a driver's license. They've got stuff going on. But I saw those guys every day and I was respectful and kind because you don't know why they went through what they did. Right. When that guy called me prejudice and said all that, they were there picking up their checks. It was the end of the day. And he went up to the front office thinking that guy was my boss and he wasn't. He's the admin. He actually worked under me. Right. Um, And he's telling him all this stuff and he's like she won't harm me she won't give me a fair shot because she's prejudiced well that's the one thing you can't call me (laughs) so i was like you can call me crazy you can say i got a bad attitude but you can't say that i judge you because you're black because if anything i'm harder on white people i feel like (laughs) like why can't you just you have not been through what these people have like you have not had there is no excuse for you like i'm actually harder on certain candidates um but all those men were black and had seen me work for years. And they're like, she's done more for the black community in this area than anyone I know. Like they were defending (laughs) me to him. And they're like, you're the problem. And I was like, well, you know, you can't always call the race card. And I think the problem is there are some people who do it out of not being self-aware that they got other reasons why they're not qualified, right? But I also think it's because they're having to say stuff for themselves. So when it is real, because it really does happen, there are supervisors who will purposely try to get rid of people. Um,
0: I, there. Yeah. So yeah. I
1: and I've literally tested it like I know how to test it. So I had one plant manager said, I didn't want to hire these black guys because they can't pass this test. And I don't know why they're just not as smart. That pissed me off. So I worked with every black applicant that came in to apply for the job and prepped them and sent them videos and literally tested them so bad till they were they were the best testers <laughs> and I sent the worst white testing. So I would know if he lied and he would fail their test and he would pass the white and I knew that they couldn't pass the test. So I, I collected that and I turned it into that HR manager and she fired him. Um you know it's things like that that I get to do which is right. really fun to do in my position to help <laughs> kind of level some of that um but I think my purpose and and one thing I love about even rebecca is I have per- witnessed her and it's not always at work. It could be out at a restaurant, it could be she is not going to sit there and let you disrespect or take advantage of someone whether it's cuz they're old, cuz they're a woman or because they're a different ethnicity. She will go to bat for them because we have learned it comes a whole lot better when it comes from somebody that doesn't have a dog in the fight. Right. And so when I say something about it, they're just like, well, sh- it's not him saying the guy's prejudice is me saying that guy's a prejudiced jerk. Like I'm not sending y'all people anywhere. It gets heard differently. Right. And so what I get annoyed with is a lot of people are like, well, it's not me. It's not my family. It doesn't. But I don't agree with it. I'm not that way. You are that way if you're not speaking up for those people. You are that way if you're not changing it. You are that way if you work for people who allow that. You are that way if
0: you make money off of people who are that way. Because not saying anything is saying something.
1: Exactly. And so, you're either a coward or you're selfish or you're, you don't care. You don't care about people. You cannot tell me that you love people, people as a whole, and then sit there and pick and choose. Mm -hmm. I've, and I've seen it from every ethnicity. I've seen people prey on the people who don't speak English because they can work them like dogs for less money. Um, I've seen people very, I remember one time a woman came in, a wonderful Indian lady. And I watched people in that staffing agency make fun of her when she left. And they're like, she smells like curry or this, right. that, and the other. I wouldn't hire her, I wouldn't send her anywhere. And I know what that smell is because I've met right. all these Indians from my, my brother-in-law and it's what they eat. And so different cultures, different things, different music, different whatever. Right. And so many people were taught to fear or dislike what's different. My mom and dad always told me, wouldn't the world be so boring if we were all, all the, the same? same. Oh my God, like, yeah. And literally I remember living in seminary in this big building and we had African neighbors and all these different. You know groups and i would go over and play and my mom would encourage that and she'd be like try the food try the music like it would suck if we all did the same and so i grew up with an appreciation i have a very diverse friend group um i love it i love me some latinos like i got some they got some good empanadas they'll take you dancing all the things um you know there's there's so many things that i feel like it's kind of I don't even understand it, so I can't relate. When people are like, oh, I just want to be around people that are just like me. I'm like, I want to be be around people who are nothing like me. Um, And I want to help them get to where they want to be. And so that's the opportunity that you have when you're in a place of ownership. It's like all of a sudden, you know, it's so funny. People all of a sudden want to listen even a little bit more. And I was vice president at the last company, so that title helped a little bit. Um, but even here now, it's so funny how people are like, well, what's the problems? I had a young student um, interview me for a business degree okay. uh, and she called and asked if I would go through this. And she had to present this through her class. And I was like, this is an opportunity for all these business graduates to have to listen to what I think is the problem. Right. And I brought up the ethnicity and the prejudiceness and all the things. And she was like, is that really? a?" You know she's just simple and sweet She's right. comes from a good family it's not like that for her so why would everybody and i'm like well have you have you ever taken a black kid out to play at chuck E. cheese you get treated different i know i get treated different places i have literally witnessed um, a man tell his children no keep riding that ride when my brother is just i really want to ride this ride i'll wait i'll wait and the guy literally keeps swiping, and the kid's like, "I don't want to ride this ride anymore." And because my brother is sitting there waiting and wants it, he literally wants. It. So you cannot tell. And I'm talking like right. that's a petty little thing, but you know me, I picked up my cell phone, I called my dad, and I talked as loud as I could until the manager came over because I was like, you know, this backwoods right. like right. blah blah blah. Right. I said he should be embarrassed because he's I'm raising sorry. his kids to be trash just like him. I said Joe's over here wanting to get on the. I mean, I made it loud so like. I'm going to, you want to act like that? I'm going to call you out on it. Right. I'm not going to start a fight technically, but if you take a swing, I'm ready. And it was so funny. The manager comes running over. and was like, is something I can help you with? And I was like, is there something he can help us with? And the guy was like, get off the machine. Like I won that battle. Right. And my brother said, he don't like me because I look different. He's a kid. He doesn't like me because I look different. And I looked at him and I said, do we care if he likes you? He goes, no we don't (laughs) you know and uh so i told him i said joe not everybody's gonna like you not everybody's like your family and you're not always gonna have all your family around you and so you have to know when to walk away you have to know when to stand up for yourself and i said sometimes your sister's a little crazy she can stand (laughs) other people you should not do that (laughs) but i tell you what he needs to see that somebody's going to fight for him. Right. You know, and Absolutely. my dad's the same way. Some people make comments, and my dad's like, <laughs> I may be a pastor, but I'll go to prison for him. I, I I'll repent on the inside and and finish out. So, I think what I hope for is that one day families are so mixed and so diverse that it is personal to so many people that is no longer acceptable for you to say anything just because my face is pale. Right. (laughs) So that is a part of this. I think when people come here, maybe that's the chip on my shoulder that makes me so good with these people. They pick up on that. Like they can tell I genuinely wanna help them. Um, If I can, I will. And
0: like I said, in meeting you, I was able to tell that immediately. Like it wasn't a, he needs She's to talk to She's gonna blow me talk. off. Right, yeah. yeah. Because, and I, and I told you about my experience the last time I was here. There have been others too. Oh yeah, sure, I'll talk to you. And it's, uh, I'm just doing somebody a favor. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Check this off my list. Right,
0: right. And then it was, I, I got the phone calls afterwards. Hey, what happened? And I'm like, this is exactly what happened. Really? Mm-hmm. So then, Going out and having to see me out and about and realize that, oh shit, you know this per, oh you know that, and you, oh so now you want to be my buddy?
1: I don't think I ever told you this. The funny thing about you when you messaged me and you told me who was referring you to me, right? I was like, oh, this is a bad idea. I don't think I should meet him. I almost told you no, because it's funny we. I really respect her and like her, oh. but we work very differently uh-huh. and we did not get along and she did not like me and she made it very known. It was a public thing um, and and I was, I you know, I walk into a room and I take over and I think that can be taken different ways, but I wasn't cutthroat. It was I was misunderstood right. and I think she finally saw that and she could see that in time even after, because of the way I left. Uh-huh. I left supporting her. Right. I left because I knew she was about to get canned didn't know it and if I left they'd have to keep her so she could pay her bills right. so she could and I told her to her face on the way out and um, she
0: told me that yeah. same story
1: but I was like wow. why would she send me this guy like she don't even like me I was like this is a setup like this is gonna be a problem right um and I hate that I thought that about her but after I met with you I thought She sees potential in him and she trusts me enough and thinks enough of me and respects me enough that she sent him. It was the biggest compliment of my career because I will tell you, some of my close friends like my best friend dustin that i told you about that's helped and have my back he's heard the stories about her like he knew right. it was like i'm waging war and it's it's rare for me to have to do that against somebody that's not white but i will because that's who i am and so i feel like i am being mistreated and misunderstood so now i'm gonna go on the defensive and i'm still gonna do a good job um but i gained a lot of respect for her and you know what's funny when i open this she doesn't know this she will soon, I guess, but um, oh, if, if listens, yeah,
0: so yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll I think she there. will. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> I almost thought about calling her to see if she would come work for me because I think she deserves mm-hmm. to have, and she's got a great job and everything's going well for her. But I think she deserves to have profit share in a company and no reason to ask for time off because you're going to get paid anyway. I saw her hustle. I respected her hustle. I didn't like her. Um, I didn't like the way she treated me. You know, I didn't like her personality. I am rays of sunshine. She needs coffee before you talk to her. You know, people are different. Um, but <laughs> I will say, I was like, I'm gonna take so much good care of him that he can't say nothing to her. Cause I'm gonna,
0: so I'm gonna <laughs> tell you what's funny. It's funny you say that. Yeah. So she tells me to add you. And then tells me to see whether or not she can set it up. And she said that she reached out to you. She called. Yeah.
1: Said you're going to be hearing from.
0: Yep. Mm -hmm. And I didn't ask her to reach out. She just told me that she reached out to you after the fact.
1: And she Googled my office number. We weren't friends. She didn't have my number.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, She said said, y'all ain't.
1: I was like, I recognize the voice. I said, oh, Lord.
0: So, It was the way I looked at it was the way you ended up looking at it. I said, "Well, if I can prove to Rachel that what it is that I do here matches, if not exceeds, what's being done in this corporate recruiting field, and she listens to me with a person that I know she don't deal with,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: then she has no choice but to help me." Yeah. So it worked out. Shift on the shoulder, both ways. So you were like. I ain't sending him back with a bad report. Mm-hmm. We going to talk, I'm going to see what it is that I can do to help, I'm going to really take a look at this, 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 and this. And mm-hmm. I said, she's going to have to tell, she's going to have to help me. I always go into a room saying that. Mm-hmm. If there's somebody that I need to talk to, you're going to have to help me. You're going to have to give me some kind of information, whether you want to or not. Yeah. And that's how I always looked at it. So the way that you looked at it was the same. <laughs> so maybe you were right. You were like, maybe we too much of the same person. <laughs> I can see it, but I was- I was I held feel in, like
1: my long lost brother. <laughs> oh
0: <my laughs> I was God. held bent oh on, because I, my dad and I, we talked about it. My dad was in HR for 30 plus years. Mm-hmm. So he goes, son, everything that you're doing for this school you would run circles around the the MAU reps that we have. Mm. We would run circles around, you know, some of the other reps that we have here. All the skills the translate. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when we were talking about it, there was a moment that I was like, "I think she's blowing me off. Hold on, let me let me ask her if I can explain." And then when I started drilling down on what wasn't on the paper, mm-hmm. and you were like damn, I just hired someone
1: Yeah, here. I was so annoyed. And, <laughs> and you were
0: like, I wish I could have gotten them here. And that was a compliment enough for me because I knew I wasn't losing my damn mind. Mm-mm. The people that I was reaching out to, I was like, I know I'm not losing my mind. I know what it is and I'm- They
1: gonna, were man, writing man. you off before they got all the info.
0: Which was fine by me. But like I said, when I walk in a room, you're gonna help me whether you want to or not. hmm And- Oh. <laughs> you- we are you. a lot alike I, look at I, you look, I told you that <laughs> I'm not leaving here
1: till somebody helps me fill this paperwork yeah. out <laughs>
0: yeah and give another biblical <laughs> when Jacob wrestled with the angel mm-hmm. and said until you bless me I ain't let, I you, let you go, go. <laughs> <laughs> that has always been my that's that's always been my my thing you're going whether you and what I mean by whether you want to or not I've been in places with on the music where I've had an opportunity to go and just show face. I'm supporting someone else, not realizing that the people that I'm talking to are the people who are the promoters and all of this other stuff, because he's he's keeping all the information to himself. I said, put me in a room, I'm not mm-hmm. a worker room. So there was a person who was running a magazine. I got their contact. There was a the person who owned the venue. I got their contact. There um other producers that were there, other journalists that were there. After we were done with our set, everybody who was somebody in the Athens area, at that event, I had the information. I don't need what you have. Just put me in a position to work the room. And then I started finding out that the people who rode in my car was the guy who was the promoter. So I talked to who his boss was. And mm-hmm. got the information that I needed. So not only did you not help me, but the person that helped you, I went to the person who helped them. Damn. So and and that's always been that's always been my thing. So when she said you already reached out her and told that you were gonna by that time I had already hit you up on Teams mm-hmm. and let you know what I was interested in if I could you know have some time. Mm-hmm. You didn't read it until after she yeah. <laughs> reached out to you because I was looking at the the eye popping up because I was desperate to get out of there. But it was, I know they don't like there's a respect there because she mentioned it mm-hmm. being a respect and She mentioned how things happen. Mm-hmm. I said, there's a respect there, but there's not a there's not a friendship there. Mm-hmm. So. Representing her word. You have to give me some kind of information because. I was because I heard some things. Mm-hmm. I didn't want it to come in where like you said, initially you were like, yo, what is she sending me? Yeah. So I knew
1: who she pounding off on me to right, waste my time. Right.
0: So I was like, no damn this Ooh, win loser <laughs> draw. We getting something out of this thing. So yeah. and I'm glad it happened. Me too. I'm so excited that it happened. <laughs> Cuz a year later almost two years later, mm-hmm. we're sitting here on the pod <laughs> in your place of business, <laughs> an hour and a half after you've closed, mm-hmm. <laughs> still talking. And uh, yeah, like God don't make no mistakes. No, yeah. he doesn't. Yeah. And
1: he always provides, I know we didn't touch on this, you kind of hinted, but one thing I did want to include is um, I was very defeated this week um, because we hit the ground running so much, we messed up our cash flow, um pretty quickly just couldn't anticipate being so successful especially when you can barely walk uh i blame that all on rebecca too good at her job i trained her too well but um That's an excellent problem to have. i spent 14 hours yesterday being told no by every bank every and we've talked about this before Right. You can't qualify for a sba loan if you don't have somebody else living in your home that makes an income that you can claim as secondary other words if you're not living with somebody that can let you claim that you're in trouble and i live alone so i knew that was going to be a problem i had already I've wrecked my own personal money, all the things. Like I was in pretty good shape before I started trying to do this, right. but it's a long-term game, right? right? Short-term suffering for long-term gain. There you go. Um, I always say it's like braces, just suck it up and then get the smile you want for the rest of your life. Um, and it's true, it's a good life analogy. Right. You can Keep that one. Uh, right. So last night, I it was almost midnight, but uh, when I crawled in the bed, it was after hearing the news that a friend that believes in me that saw a post didn't even realize what i needed um shared it with her husband because she knew even though it wasn't public knowledge that he had sold the company and so he'd already been in my shoes um a little differently because he's a man it's a little bit different but he even had respect like oh I got, i know you know um and she said i want you to consider you know maybe this is where that money needs to be invested and she needs it and i need it by like next week we're not, we're talking like emergency right so right. i'm like i'm pulling cash against my credit cards i'm doing all these different things um trying to go and deposit stuff um not worried about wrecking my credit i've done had to pull 17 times this week right, right? and um he said she goes, let me tell you a little bit about her, even though he knows me, it's not as well, right? And she, he goes, you don't have to tell me anything about her. She's a sure bet. And so whatever she needs, find out what she needs and what she needs to buy. And, and then when I went to bed, it's because she called back and said, the money will be in your account next week so you can pay all those people. Keep, keep racking them up, keep going. And so when you got stuff like that, that's a God thing. That's a God thing. That is a God thing. I don't know too many people who have access to that kind of cash that haven't put it into anything. And he said, I was just letting it sit there praying about like, where do I need to do this? And then she was like, there's your sign. And the funny part was she said when I read it, she's known me since I was a kid. She's one of the first friends I made when I moved up here. She said, I read that post about the love for your brother and the reason why you've done a lot of the things that you've done. And at the bottom it said, I got denied for this loan and we're, you know, we need investors. And she said, I know you well enough to know that pride and that that grind and that grit. And she said, I thought, she is literally stomping on her own heart posting this. And so she said, just so you know, he said, you can go ahead and take it down. And I told her, I said, I'm not gonna take it down. I'm gonna go and update it so that God gets the glory. So that I remember the day right. that it felt hopeless and I had had nothing but the whole day of no, and even people who genuinely wanted to, women in business, vice president of a, she doesn't know me from Adam, somebody from a networking group said, I saw this girl's post, you need to help her. And she tried, she was trying to manipulate whatever she could. Right. But you know, I told her, don't, nothing unethical, right? right. You know, we've, we've done this the right way so far. And, um
0: because If I'd have sought out a sold coke Hold or something, no, just, I listen.
1: Just, I, I literally, I'm telling you, let me tell you how bad it is. You know, I'm not really a big fan of, like, I'm not trying to get married, it's not a focus, not a goal, right? right? Well. I literally there's a couple of people that along this way have known about that whole one of them's like right. a plant manager, and, and some of them just friends and they're like well you know if you want to get married man you know like I, right. well, you, well, we can get you that loan and i was like i don't <laughs> want you to be a part of this <laughs> hey, this is not for you right? right i don't want you to get to benefit from how successful i will be so right. no thank you um but i mean it was so bad <laughs> before i got on that phone call yesterday i'm not gonna lie i literally text i <laughs> said Uh, Rebecca, is it unethical for me to get married? Not for love, but because I need this freaking loan and I'm about to run out. And I text one guy, I said, is that that proposal? Uh, still good and he was like uh, sent like a picture of like a proposal and I was like mm-hmm. she was like you don't even you can't stand him like what are you going to do be married live in different places I'm like is that wrong and she's like it's a little unethical right, right. and uh, she said you've done everything the right way don't don't give up on it now and I was like I'm about to have to get married I said you know what in the old days they did that too they did it out of necessity right. it wasn't for love yeah. I was like so you know if he, want, I've done told him I don't love him if he still wants to marry me so that I can get this money
0: you know then so
1: be it um but he can be a touche because i'm not changing my last name right (laughs) this is we've already been established you know
0: so (laughs) she was like yeah and so
1: um but god always comes through at the last minute and and what i'm learning now is yes you have to be a doer you have to go after Mm -hmm. stuff but you have to know when to stop and pray and ask for help right because i could not do Like that was within 24 hours of my post.
0: Faith without works is dead. Mm -hmm. You didn't stop working, but you had faith. And what ended up happening was, God don't respond well to no either. Mm -hmm. So if we're (laughs) dad, cut it out. (laughs) You uh, you about to be a pastor uh, by the end of this? Come on preacher man. man. (laughs) You a PK too? so. (laughs) So it's a no, I'll prove you wrong. No, I'll mm. prove you wrong. No, I'll prove you wrong. To uh no. And the reason why God gets the glory is because there was literally nothing you could do. Mm-hmm. So it's in those moments, it's in those, there's nothing else that I can do. Yeah, I'm flat on my face. God help. Yeah, they can't tell me no. Yeah. Whatever room God show up in, something's gonna, he's gonna get some info. Right something's in. going to happen. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. So you having a no and we being made in God's image, that's a part of your makeup. We didn't steal any of the stuff that we have. Mm -hmm. We got it, fair and square. But all of your no's were no's and things that Rachel did, Mm -hmm. except for this one. And it's, uh, well, not all of them, but in this particular situation, it was ain't nothing I can do. And then, but God, yeah. so that's awesome though. So I'm not gonna hold you much <laughs> longer, like, like a, a, a pastor would say. It's
1: oh, gonna be sorry. another 30 minutes,
0: folks. Right. So um, give no, everybody your socials, where they can find you. And the other thing that I'm gonna need for you to do is if you have an advertising script, I'm going to put commercials throughout oh, this yes, box yes. in order for, and it will be a part of my, my ads thing okay. where I will plug in. I appreciate that. This for you as well. Uh, I will. r Resolute staffing primarily focuses on manufacturing, construction, and skilled or general labor roles in the upstate of South Carolina. Outside of major holidays, R&R Resolute staffing is open Monday through Thursday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., with walk in appointments available until 6 p.m. If testing is required, the interview process may take up to an hour, so they ask that you come prepared to stay 30 minutes to an hour. They require that you bring a valid state ID or a driver's license and a second form of government-issued ID. Resolute Staffing is located at 5052 Old Buncombe Road, Suite E, Greenville, South Carolina, 29617. If you need help locating their offices, please call 864-448-1150. You can also find directions and more information at randrstaff.com. That's R-A-N-D-R-S-T-A-F-F. Dot com. Yeah.
1: and you don't have to mark out my name they can come bother me and find me right. I, i'm I living you, out loud like i want you to find me yep. i had one guy was like aren't you afraid somebody's gonna follow you home i said do you know the type of people i've been working with i <laughs> wish they would i'm packing let's go um you know where to find me i'll be here so i'm right. just as safe at home right? right um so no that's fine i i can definitely do that so we are on linkedin as rnr resolute staffing we are on instagram <laughs> The same. Uh, we have a website. It's www.randrstaff.com. Um, it's got a lot of info on there uh, and multiple ways. And we make it easy. We're not like the staffing companies. You don't you don't have to fill in your whole work history on there. It literally gives you an option to just upload a resume or just leave a note. I want Rachel to call me. I want Rebecca to reach out. Um, We took out all the stuff that we thought was annoying about the industry and tried to whittle it down to make it easy on y'all, but not too easy. So you better show up looking the part and you better be respectful to my staff because the interview starts the moment you reach out. So you better be ready to communicate and don't come lying to me. You know, you can't pass a drug screen. That's okay, I respect that, be honest get that sorted out and come back when you can because I will be drug testing you like you know there's expectations and we we live that out loud in our applications and everything our promises to them you know if you can do all these things I will find somebody to hire you but I can't do that for you I can't pass a drug test I'm not going you know um so we're on there we're on Instagram we got a Facebook page um (sighs) gosh, half the time you can catch me at Greenville Tech or one of the other schools talking to people. You see me passing, come up and introduce yourself. I feel like, it's funny today, Rebecca Googled me and she's like, you're all over the internet now. Um, Cause she's like, how does he not know the address to get here? Cause some guy had the nerve to ask her for the address. And she was like, dude, it's all over every post. I make it so easy. Here's what you need to bring. Right. Here's what you, you know. And um, so she's like, also you could just literally type her name if you forgot the name of the company and boom, there it is. And I was like, you know, it's so funny um you don't think about it like that most people i mean i never really thought my name would be that important i actually kind of didn't like that it was kind of unique in this area it's not in louisiana but here it is And now it's it's so funny how people come in and like, I want to see that Cajun. And it's like, you think they, they know me, they don't. Um, and so many people come in and be like, you helped my cousin, you helped my mom when she had no, you know, you saved my life. Like, you don't know this, but my dad got laid off and there was four of us and you got him the job same day because it upset you like you did not go home from work. And so what is amazing is like, I have literally had competitors even today send me business and referrals. I had competitors help me get my, some of my loans, some of my stuff at the beginning, give me advice because I always stayed in my lane and was respectful and would right. to help. And now because i've worked with so many people in passing and those recruiters have gone and gone other places and that reputation has been like hey don't ask her a question you don't want the answer to right. she's a little bit of crazy she's a little bit of ezra she will outwork you you don't want to work with her. she's going to trample all over you kind of thing but she's got a good heart she's honest and she will go above and beyond so why don't i just send your stuff over there and so what is amazing is i called in every favor half of my I would not be here today without my competitors and that is to me what is so funny and that's why it's a movement it's not just a business so um look if you go to the wrong place you go to Godshaws today and you tell them you're there for a manufacturing job and it's entry level that's not what they do they're going to say you need to go see Rachel at R&R Resolute Staffing you know, and I stay in my lane. If somebody comes through and they need a financial <laughs> job, I'm like, you need to go see Julie over at God, you know? Right. And so if you can do that and have it amplified, where now I've got about every agency in town, if they don't have a relationship with me, I think something's wrong with them, not right. me. Um, I literally couldn't help a client the other day because he needs day labor and I'm not insured to do that. And I don't want to do it. It's too distracting from what I'm trying to do. I drove down the street, went and met, the guy at labor finders. I took all his, I said, I know that's what y'all do. Can I have a pamphlet, can I have a car? I'm gonna refer business to you. He's like, why? I said, cause I know you're insured to do it. You do it every day. And I drive by here on my way and I see all the guys lined up to go to work. That's what he needs. Here's the stuff, here's the info. Mm-hmm. Let me connect you. And he goes, wow, well, what do you do? I said, <laughs> You cannot pay me enough to do what y'all do. <laughs> if you find somebody oh that needs a legit, God. this is a long-term, permanent opportunity. That's I'm your dog. girl. That's my uh, dog. Girl. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: I understand. Like she just became like. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you can't pay me to do,
1: it. <laughs> what do what y'all do. Send me the real stuff. We're, I yeah. want the people that want a career. Uh, you you want to be a plant manager. You want to work your way up. You want to get in a good long term company. My clients are good long term people. They're looking to hire permanently. They're not going to lie to you and tell you it's, it's a long-term assignment and then cut you right before right. if they cut you it's because you behaved poorly you violated something or you had bad attendance like that's on you um but nothing's permanent if you like that right right so when i tell people i have one guy tell me i don't work with staph and agencies and he's like so i'm not coming in there because he responded to a job and i had invited him in and i said well sir in my ad it's very honest it's contract to hire you gotta wait, you're not, dead. you gotta prove yourself. Right. He's like, well, I need something permanent. I said, sir, you just said you're laid off. Was that job permanent, <laughs> you know? So it's like, it's all about perspective. And so what I tell people is I need my clients to be honest to me so I can be honest. Sometimes something short-term does come up, but if you tell people that, you'll attract the right people for it. Right. Don't waste their time. And so the transparency is there. So yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's just um, even my relationship with competitors you can hate me all day long hate the way i do it but still have respect and send people my way and at the end of the day i actually like my competitors a lot of them i think they're brilliant i think they're good in their lane and and it's not the same as mine and so i can refer people to them if i can do that for like that lady i spoke with for 30 minutes it is so worth it to me and now it's so funny when i get referrals it used to be like Miss Touche, here's a resume that may work for you. And now it's like, hey girl, when we having lunch again? Hey beautiful, (laughs) like I literally was shown. One guy was like, I saw where you sent my stuff, and the girl's like, Hey gorgeous, I miss you so much. She's like, How does she know you? I'm like, Oh, we're competitors. We just met for lunch one day because I sent her some referrals, and she finally wanted a face with a name. I had just looked her up. It took five minutes to help that guy, and so she's like, she came by my office with donuts one day, and then said, I'm gonna take you to lunch, and I was like, This girl is what is she trying to do and and all she wanted to know was to know what i was about so she could know how to return the favor right and so and and i mean that's why it's like people are like well why why can you help all these people it doesn't make any money it makes somebody money right it makes it makes my partnership stronger and it gives me credibility to what i do so
0: yeah have it. and as y'all heard it <laughs> wasn't me being the baptist preacher
1: we're going to have a joint church here right.
0: <laughs> well, oh um, oh definitely appreciate you thank you for mm. taking time for me again um, this has definitely been a pleasure we're definitely going to have you back on um, because the next time I have you on it'll be such a free-flowing conversation. We just gonna hurl questions out there (laughs) and just kind of go back and forth with your ideologies behind them and mine. And uh, maybe in 18 months, I'll have you on again. And then you'll be um, advertising for dating
1: Oh, no, no,
0: no. Don't listen to him. He's lying. False hopes, man. False yeah, hopes. It's false hopes. <laughs> He's a
1: false prophet because, here, y'all.
0: Because of what she'll be doing in two years, she'll have done by once. So,
1: yeah. False. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I enjoy this. a lot of fun.
0: So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of you We Are know, More Than you the know the podcast. I You. talking. I'm going to give they're running, they're running